Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Chase rocking again tonight, and, and we got a new leader in the clubhouse, Covey, for win of the season. The Warriors polish off the Suns, rallying from 16 down to do it. 38 points tonight for Andrew Wiggins, the final bucket there. And, no, oh, just about 53 minutes ago, the Warriors put the finishing touches on the Phoenix Suns. 
to improve to 37 and 33. Steph didn't have it tonight. Second of a back-to-back. Warriors already coming off a win against Utah, and, and they topped it all tonight by rallying and getting this win. Impressive, impressive stuff. Yeah, no question. And when you also have the backdrop of beating Utah last night, the fact that the Suns had lost to the Lakers their last time out, came in rested, and really feeling like if they wanted to get that top spot in the West, they needed this game. Uh, and, and obviously Steph's rough night shooting the rock. So many different players contributed. It's a team game, J.D., and Steph has carried this team time after time. And it was just so nice that when – Steph has a rough night. Other guys step up. And look, Phoenix threw a ton of defensive pressure at Steph. They made him work on both ends of the floor. And other guys on the Golden State Warriors made the Phoenix Suns pay tonight. So great team win. And I agree, win of the year for the Warriors. No question for me. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. If you want to react to this one as the Warriors win 122-116, to 116, so two games to go. They get uh, a couple of days to catch their breath before the final weekend of the regular season. The Pelicans are at chase Friday. The Grizzlies at chase on Sunday. And the Warriors now control their own destiny as far as the play-in tournament and the eight seed. That's the one thing we know now. Uh, the Grizzlies did win tonight uh, at home against Dallas. So the Warriors a half game up on the Grizz. But uh, if the Warriors win on Friday and, and win on Sunday, uh, the, the, it, it's all theirs. And depending upon what happens the next couple of days with the Grizzlies, they might not even have to win on Friday. But for now, you win those two, you're good to go, you're the eight seed, and you're in a spot where uh, you're going to you know, at least uh, have one home playoff game if you can't uh, go take on the Lakers or the Mavs or whoever winds up with the seven seed. Talk about Andrew Wiggins tonight. I mean, uh, he he took the game over. And, and again, we've joked all year long, uh, you know, you, you can't ask him to do it, but he picked a great night to do it. Uh, I thought the Suns were just relentless against Stephen Curry. I mean, defensively, uh, they were just in attack mode from the from the jump. They they forced a seven of twenty two. They started out nine of thirteen from three themselves, uh, and and cooled off uh, as the night went on, as you thought they might. But uh, Wiggins kept the Warriors in this game and kept it from getting uh, to where they were down twenty in the first half, and then all fight would probably be lost in the second half. Yeah, you're playing the the you know second night of a back to back against top quality opposition for the second straight night when the Suns were hitting everything in the first half. I mean, they made eight of their first twelve threes. Uh, Wiggins kept them in it, and you know the Warriors had open look after open look from downtown, and finally Andrew Wiggins just started taking it to the basket, and um, he obviously as the game wore on, he hit some clutch perimeter shots as well. But uh, he, the Warriors ended up getting uh, sixty two points in the paint tonight to just thirty two for the Suns. So. It Wiggins had it going, man, and, and this is what you need. You need that secondary superstar. For years, when the Golden State Warriors were at their best, you know, different guys would step up on different nights, and they had that kind of depth. Andrew Wiggins is the one guy outside of Steph Curry on this team that's capable of having a 30-plus point game. Uh, he hasn't done it with a lot of regularity. Obviously, he's been so much better in the second half scoring the basketball than he was in the first half of the year. Um, he stepped it up as his team's needed him to, and on a night where you felt like, hey, look, if, if nobody else is going to step up outside of Steph and he's struggling, Suns are going to blow him out, and it looked like the Suns would blow him out 
out. But every time you looked up, J.D., it was like, oh, okay, you know, 10-point game, 8-point game. They just kept chipping away. And you give a lot of credit to the Warriors defensively as well. I mean, Draymond, of course, setting the tone there. But a lot of different guys stepping up. JTA, um, it was just it's a team win, but Andrew Wiggins, this was Wiggins night, man. Him and him and Draymond were spectacular, uh, but Andrew Wiggins scoring the rock. If the Warriors are going to have any measure of success through this playing tournament and into the postseason, Andrew Wiggins going to need to play big like this, maybe not to this level, but these type of efforts, and the Warriors will have a chance to upset anybody. Another key juncture of this ball game to me was second quarter. Warriors are down 60-44. to 44. It was the most they trailed by. Uh, at any point in the ball game, and the Warriors were able to, you know, Bazemore got a steal and a layup, and then you had a little, little back and forth, little, little, little John between Juan Toscano Anderson, who was a key figure tonight, and and Devin Booker, and JTA winds up picking up a a, a technical foul, and at that point, you know, the Warriors had just cut it to fourteen. It was sixty to forty-six. They had trailed by, you know, the, their largest deficit of the night. And I felt the energy picked up from there for the Warriors. Like, they, like that was a, a fork in the road for this ball game tonight. Are, are the Warriors going to get down 20 at halftime, or are they going to make a little push before the half? And I thought Juan Toscano-Anderson's technical foul and the little back and forth with Booker right at that four-minute mark, that gave the Warriors and, and I think gave uh, the, the crowd maybe a little bit of a boost, and they went on a little 14-6 to run uh, from right at that point to make it an eight-point game at the half, and I think that right there gave the Warriors a reason to keep fighting. So JTA, all of the different things that he brings, he's been just the ultimate glue guy. That edge for Juan Toscano-Anderson tonight was on display, and I think that edge helped save the Warriors in the first half of this game. Yeah, no doubt about it, and that's what he's done for Steve Kerr. And, you know, I, we were talking with, with Jim Barnett on the pregame about how here in the Bay Area, you know, Warriors fans have embraced JTA, and, and you know, when you watch the games every night, you see the contributions and how much he stepped up uh, and how much this team's needed him. But around the NBA, you know, not quite that household name, right? Uh, well, other teams in the league are starting to pick up on it because when you go out there and you play the Golden State Warriors and you see how, how well they defend and how, well, how much they communicate out there and just how much effort and, and try hard that this team has. Juan Toscano-Anderson embodies all of that. Like, he plays these possessions like they're his last. And I, I just... I love the attitude. Uh, it, it's certainly something that can get a crowd jump started. It's certainly something that can get a team fired up, and, and it happened tonight. And so, yeah, y- clearly it's when you're down to an eight-man rotation, J.D., it's an all-hands-on-deck type thing. And even in a game where you know Steph goes one for 11-3, he still scores 21 points. Uh, but, yeah, man, it, Juan Toscano-Anderson has been a godsend for this basketball team, and he, he did it again tonight. He was huge in this game. All right, so Warriors get the job done, 122-116. to 116, So they beat the two teams with the best two records in the NBA on back-to-back nights inside Chase Center. 23 now and 11 inside Chase Center with the two games to go. The Warriors a half game up uh, on Memphis uh, as they head into a couple of days off before they'll take on the Pelicans uh, on Friday night. we got a lot of people that want to talk, so, so let's get to it. Uh, let's start with Travis in Concord. Travis is up first here on Warriors wrap-up tonight on 95-7 the game. Hey, Travis. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. You Man, what a gritty, gritty win tonight. That was amazing. You know, it feels, honest to God, it feels like the birth of a new championship era, possibly. 
what you guys were talking about just now about JTA, I mean, I think what he brings to this team is just that second level of enforcer, right? Like on any good team, whether it's football, basketball, you got to have a couple guys that are enforcers out there that when you mess with my players, I'm going to get in your face and check you. And, you know, besides Green, we didn't really have that until JTA came along. But I think another guy that we aren't really talking about right now because he's not playing is uh, Ubre. You know, Ubre is another guy that um, he's not quite there yet, but I mean, he's a guy that could potentially give you 30 points a night when Curry's having a struggling night. So, you know, I don't know how far they're going to go this year. They, they'll probably make the playoffs. Well, obviously they're going to make the playoffs, but, you know, they may lose in the first or second round. Who knows? Uh, you know, like Wig said, sky's the limit. But um, looking at next year, you know, if they can sign Ubre, possibly trade Pascal, find maybe another backup big guy like a David West type or a JaVale McGee type, you know, to back up the young center and Kavon Looney. I mean, who knows? It just feels like we're on the, on our way to possibly another championship. It's so, just so exciting to watch. Yeah, appreciate the call, uh, Travis. I mean, look, the one thing that you wanted to be true for the Warriors this year is you wanted to have – you knew this year wasn't going to be a championship year, but you wanted to ha- you know, find pieces for this year. Find out things about your team. Find out things about your core. Find out th- things about your younger players that – some of them could contribute to that in the future. And I think, you know, the, the door is open right now. And, and, and the results have been promising over the course of the last month. And, look, the, the farther the Warriors can take this thing, the more that JTA can come up big. I mean, I, I tend to look at him almost by the game now as the guy above all of the other players, you know, all of the newbies, if you will, if you want to pool and Mulder and Pascal and, you know, all of these guys, you know, even Damian Lee and Bazemore who, who have been positive players to me, JTA is probably the one that plays the, the truest as far as, as moving forward. I think he's got a role on a, a team that's going to have bigger aspirations more, more than maybe any of the others, just because of the skill set and the edge, and the, and the fact that he doesn't have to score to make a tremendous impact on the game. Yeah, there, I don't think there's any doubt. And were we thinking that way a couple of months ago? No, but it's things are subject to change. Guys can change your opinion. Guys can get better. They can find their role. So for me, that's that's just a welcome addition to next year's team, and I agree, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the uh, playing tournament and into the postseason. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it moving here on the phone lines. Uh, Mike and San Rafael's up next. Hey, Mike, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm a season ticket holder, and I, I had the great opportunity to watch the game last night and tonight. I actually called in to your show last night as well on my way home. It was my second time uh-huh. in a row, so I'm excited to be on our show again. Um, I really was impressed with the uh, Warriors tonight with uh, – how uh, even though Steph was shut down, that he uh, the other players stepped up, and I think that's going to be how it is in the playoffs. Uh, playoffs are always more defensive oriented, and people are going to zone in on on uh, Steph. I'm surprised that more teams haven't done that recently. Uh, so it was good to see the other players step up, um, and uh, they're they've always tended to fight well um, and, and to come back. Sometimes they get blown out, but they tend to fight well from a comeback. I think last night. Uh, what they showed is they gotta they got to work on when they have the lead to keep their, their ball movement consistent to be able to execute well. I think that they are going to have times in the playoffs where they have a lead and they're going to have to find a way to hold it. Uh, but, I mean, overall, to win these two games, I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. I thought one out of two would have been great. 
to win both is amazing. Um, and just uh, one other thought, uh, unrelated to that, uh, you know, somebody was talking about Ubre earlier, and I think he's a fantastic athlete. He brings a lot of energy, and you know, as a season ticket holder and fan, just looking at who's out there, there's not a lot of people in the in the in the arena, and then um, you kind of notice who's showing up to be there supporting the team. I saw D. Lee out there, I saw Pascal, and I saw Ubre come out, but you know, yesterday he came out kind of late. And today he came out even later, and, and I'm not trying to be diss to him because I'm a, kind of a fan of his because I like his energy. But I don't know if he realizes we all can see who's, like, showing up. There's not a lot of people there. And he can provide – all those guys, I think, help pump each other up. I think it really is a sports psychology effect that they, they get each other pumped up. In basketball, it's very much an important factor. And uh, I'm not sure why he's not out there right when the game starts, but he kind of strolls out later, and it, it just kind of yep. sets me wrong. Uh, as a fan, you know, um, but, but um, know what you guys think of that. Yeah, thanks, Mike. The, the one thing I will say to that is you never know the reason why. And, and a lot of times it could be he's getting treatment uh, in the back and he's watching the game or he's going through a workout because that's, you know, also his work time, too. You know, he can't play, so he's got to get his work in. So I think sometimes when you see a guy come out, you know, if it's you know middle of the first quarter or wh- or whatever it is, a lot of times, and and I don't know this is the case specifically with Ubre, but I do know from previous experiences, it's not that they're not locked in on what the team's doing or or, or wanting to be out there, you know, cheering for their guys. Sometimes it might be treatment, sometimes it might be a workout. You know, injured players are kind of on a different schedule compared to the rest of the team because the rest of the team still has to get all of their work in to prepare for the game. Yeah, like, absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Like, what else is Kelly Oubre going to be doing if he's not standing with the team? I just want to know why Warriors fans are worried about Kelly Oubre tonight. With all due respect, Warriors had their best win of the year. Like, Kelly Oubre's not playing right now. Next man up, baby. Uh, It's about Jordan Poole's contributions tonight. It's about Kent Bazemore hitting for 17. You know, it's about Draymond, another triple-double. Andrew Wiggins' performance for the ages. With all due respect, I mean, Kelly Oubre is not helping the team right now, so I don't know why anybody's worried about Kelly Oubre or Kelly Oubre's role on this team next year. Let's get to M Squared in Dublin. Uh, M Squared is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, what's up, guys? I hope you all are safe and well. Thank you for having me on tonight. Yeah, go for it. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. We got you. Hey, so um, picking up quickly on what you guys just said about Oubre, you know, I think you guys are spot on. You know, something that's interesting I've been thinking about for the past couple months, uh, ever since he had come out and, you know, had mentioned he's not a bench player, you started to kind of see JTA rise. And I started to just look at their game and wonder, you know, JTA might be the guy that fills that Ubre role off the bench next year. He's showing and growing more and more each game. And although he's 28, he hasn't had a lot of NBA experience. So I think they're still a lot of room for him to grow. And, you know, J.D., you hit on it, seeing what he could do in a playoff and his confidence growing. I think sky's the limit for this guy. I think he could actually play a big role, you know, and play that big role off the bench, especially for a team that's not going to have a lot of cash to go out and get a top-tier free agent. We, we might have a, an in-house candidate that can do a pretty good job. The other comment I wanted to make, guys, uh, you know, just watching Wiggins, and I, I've said this a couple times, but, you know, Everything that Wiggins has been advertised, I have not seen this season. And I say that in the most positive respect. I heard he couldn't take it above 17 points a game. And all you got was 
flat, consistent Wiggins and he doesn't play defense, I really, really hope that the people who have dogged him all year are man enough and woman enough to step up and eat their words and give this guy some respect because he puts it out there every single night on the floor. I'm so happy to see him doing well. That's all I got for you guys tonight. I'll take my comments off there. Yeah, appreciate the call. Wiggins has gotten better. I mean, he's finished strong. I mean, he, he's been great defensively the whole year. I mean, that's just point blank at the beginning. But I think as the year has gone on, he's gotten more comfortable offensively, and we've seen more of these explosion kinds of games compared to, to what we saw earlier in the year. We've seen him pick his spots more, which has been one of the, the many knocks uh, on him from other places is that, you know, you can't really ask him to pick a spot on a night where Steph doesn't have it or maybe Steph can't play and, and, and carry you. I, I think a lot of, of what got him going tonight was the way that the Suns were defending Steph. So I, I do think the Suns played a little bit of a role in it. I, I think they were they were just we're not letting like we're gonna make life hell on Steph and and you know what? If that means Wiggins is gonna go get his, then that we'll live with Wiggins going and get his. I don't think they thought Wiggins was gonna go get his at the level that Wiggins went and got his, and he proved him wrong and that wound up being a big difference in the ballgame. Yeah, if teams are going to throw two and three guys at Steph Curry, especially where they do it, uh, you know, so near center court, you know, up above the arc, think about the lanes and the spacing and all the room to operate that's available behind. It's just you just got to break that trap. And, you know, that's where Draymond comes in. I mean, Draymond's passing is just on a whole nother level. And the way that he sees the game, the way that he anticipates movement, uh, that's that's what's really unlocking things. And when, when teams are content to say, hey, look, we're going to throw everything in but the kitchen sink at Steph Curry, somebody else is open. Like, it's just, it's basic arithmetic at that point. And if you can get it to that guy and he can make you pay, great. In the first half, Warriors weren't knocking down their corner threes or, or their threes, period. So guess what? It was, hey, let's start to play a little closer to the basket. Let's get a little dribble penetration going. Andrew Wiggins is a guy that can do that. And he's got the athleticism. Uh, so absolutely, if teams are going to do that with Steph, Steph can still go off and get hot regardless. But on a night like tonight where he doesn't have it, other guys can make teams pay. And Andrew Wiggins, he's been a two-way sensation all year. Uh, and, and then what he's done the last couple of weeks is take it to a whole other level. And when you got an eight-man rotation, even if Steph's scoring 40 a game, somebody else has got to chip in to get the other 70 because, you know, the Warriors need 110 to get a win. So uh, Wiggins has been terrific. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. You can give us a call. You can shoot us a text at that phone number. The other thing about JTA, to, to finish up with what M Squared was talking about, JTA is a 4-5. A like, he's not like, – I, I get where he's coming from as far as, the, you know, the, the attitude and the edge and the like, – but, but JTA is basically a Draymond – 2.0, a backup to Draymond, can guard fours, can can switch and guard multiple positions defensively. Like he 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 look at him as a big. Now not a big like a Wiseman or, or, or somebody like that, but look at him as a as a backup four or a four five or kind of a a depth piece. Uh, that, that can help uh, offset Draymond. So you're still going to need, go like if, if Uber isn't going to be around, you're still going to need to go get wings. You're still going to need to go get guards. But think of JTA as you know really something this Warriors team ha hasn't had uh, because they were using Durant with it and they had so much talent they really didn't need it. But a true you know backup 
you know, four that, that can play and do some of the different things that, that, that Draymond can do. Let, let, let's keep it moving with Igor uh, in the city. Igor is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, hey, Igor. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out, first of all, to y'all, Kobe and JD. You know, I, lo- I, I, I love the Warriors Wrap-Up because y'all give extra coverage, whereas, like, ESPN ain't going to get that coverage or whoever. So, like, we get the extra after – uh, whoever's on the air. But what I take from the game was uh, a couple of things. JT, A, is a he's from the Bay. He a Bay, like, I'm from the city, but he, you feel me, like, he, you could tell, like, he really rep the Bay. He's from the town. Shout out to the town. Shout out to the 95th, the whole East Oakland. You could really tell, like, and then what I really loved was if you watched the broadcast, he dapped up. Lake of Admire, so I know he's going to be here for the long haul. <laughs> and then also, <laughs> for real, but also, hopefully the Warriors, you feel me, like, if they could keep the momentum going, it, it seems like they're in playoff mode already. So if they could keep the momentum going and not do like what uh, Rattle has stated, Ray Rattle stated, like, they're the most lopsided team in history. They'll win the game versus the best team to lose, lose versus one of the worst. So hopefully we can keep it up and not melt and lose to the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. So y'all be smooth, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. I love it. I love it. Y'all, y'all great. Yeah, appreciate appreciate the call. Appreciate the love, Igor. We got nothing but love for for Warriors fans out there. We love going going deep into the night, and, and we're going to be doing it here over the next few weeks as long as the Warriors take this thing. Uh, into the play-in tournament and into a first-round series, and and who knows? I mean, the way the Warriors have played the last couple of nights, I mean, that's the other part of this. Look, winning a best-of-seven series is is completely different than winning, you know, one game or a couple of games in a regular season against a Utah or a Phoenix, you know, beating them the way that they did tonight. But, But I guarantee you, they leave a, a little bit in the back of the mind of both of those teams if they wind up facing them. That 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 ain't gonna be that ain't gonna be an easy series. No, nobody wants to see the Warriors right now. They're they're playing their best basketball of the year at a time where you know a couple of weeks back it looked like this team could be in trouble, maybe missing the playing tournament altogether. Wiseman goes down, Ubre goes down. Guys have been falling by the wayside. Your bench consists of Michael Mulder, JTA, and Jordan Poole. A couple of guys that were, you know, in and out of the rotation for good chunks of the year and a guy that was in the G League bubble. So uh, if that doesn't speak to this team rallying together, uh, it, it, nothing does. Obviously, Draymond and, and Steph and, and Wiggins uh, have led the charge. There's no way around it. But it's you, everybody has to be a contributor. When you only have an eight-man rotation, you can't have any dead weight out there. Like, they don't have that kind of margin for error. And for sure, the Sun and the Jazz think they want to see the Warriors right now in a playoff series? Hell no. They're praying the Grizzlies or the Spurs somehow navigate through that playing tournament and the Warriors slip up. I don't think they will. Uh, and these next two games are going to be going to be kind of a, a real tell for me too, J.D., because you get two days off, you'll get a Pelicans team playing for nothing, um, and it's probably going to come down to Monday because or Sunday, excuse me, because, you know, Memphis has been playing good ball too. So Warriors could be certainly up on them by a game going into that. But if you're up a game that, that you know, that Memphis wins, they're the, they're the eighth seed. So I think this is going to come down to the wire, but it's just it's all about how the Warriors are playing right now. They're playing their best basketball of the year, and nobody wants to see this team about anything. 
888-957-9570. We got some text to get to uh, on the other side. I want to clean up a couple of calls here, though, uh, that we still have on the board. And let's uh, get to Matthew in Vallejo. Matthew, you're up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Matthew? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Um, so, you know, let me tell you about Batman and Robin, a.k.a. Draymond and Curry, you know, because y- y- we-, we think of Steph Clay, Splash Bros. All right, Batman and Robin are way better. And, you know, Draymond over the last month has figured out, you know, let's give all the credit to Curry, yes. But Draymond has figured out to get Curry open in all these situations in immaculate and crazy ways, and it's just amazing. You know, Draymond's playing when I think he's playing some of the best basketball of his career at his age, at his physicality, and the fact that, you know, like, oh, he's washed out defensively. No. He, he's learning how to really bend the defense and really just thread the needle and get Curry open. And, okay, yeah, Curry has had, quote-unquote, not a great night tonight. No, 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 no. You know, this goes to show the depth of the Warriors and what we can show. Assuming we can keep it consistent, Wiggins, my goodness, 38 points, come on. We're, we're getting that's that's Nightwing. That's Nightwing. Batman and Robin, Draymond and, and, and Curry, Nightwing. That's Andrew Wiggins. All right. He's he's showing up tonight and it's it's amazing and I think that we have a great groove going into the playoffs. Yes, playoffs, not not uh postseason. I know, yes, we're gonna go to the playoffs. We're gonna get there. And it's 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 amazing. It's amazing what we're seeing right now. I think that the Warriors are pointing it together. I think we have great coaching. You know, Steve Kerr is really uh, figuring out the lineup. It's crazy because we're doing this with... Wait, wait, what superhero is Kerr, Matthew? What superhero is Steve Kerr? Uh, Come on, quick. He's Thanos. You know, he just wants to snap the fingers. You know, he has all the the rings right now. (laughs) Appreciate it, Matthew. Professor X. Thank you. I appreciate it. Matthew, I knew you you had one. I knew you had one. Know know your your superheroes, Covey. Sixth triple-double... For Draymond uh, of the season, the Warriors obviously don't lose when he gets a triple-double, 29th of, of the career. Uh, just one time in the regular season have they lost when he's had a triple-double. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this team's got it cooking right now. Yeah, I love that. Great. A lot of passion from the Warriors fans tonight. They should be fired up, too, man. I mean, think about it. Like, this team is playing their best hoop down the stretch. And, and yes, Draymond Green, this guy's a, you know, a guy, he's won Defensive Player of the Year, three titles. Like, the accolades go on and on. Look, Draymond Green cruised through last year because there was nothing to play for. Steve Kerr hasn't minced words. Like, Draymond plays his best basketball when something is on the line. And, this team needed to be grabbed by the scruff of their neck. The season was about to spiral out of control. And Steph and Draymond, and, and Wiggins for that matter as well, said, we ain't going out like that. But Steph and Dre, they're the holdovers from the championship years, and they put it on themselves to make sure that this team got into the tournament this year, got into the dance, and then anything goes. So Draymond deserves a ton of credit because he does the job at both ends of the floor. I've been hard on Dre this year, but I give credit where it's due. Draymond is playing his best basketball of the season and really his best basketball in a couple of years uh, here in the last couple of weeks. It's impressive. I'll give him all the props in the world. All right, let's go to Will in Berkeley. Will's up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Will? Hey, guys. How's it going? I've been listening to your show for a while, so I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, cool, thanks, for, thanks for calling. We really appreciate it how much I love this team. I'm loving the heart. You know, it's, we talk about it's all about championships, but I feel like it's moments like this that make, make it where you're really playing for the fans. You're just, we're playing for the plan for the playoffs, maybe a first round, but I love the heart everyone's bringing. Um, 
I'm I'm loving JT. I feel like he's almost like apprenticing with um, Draymond. I just watch him get the the ball at the top of the key and kind of think where to go next. And I I can almost see him like imagining what Draymond would do. Um, so I'm just loving the heart from the team, and and they're you know they're putting it all in, and it's it's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun to watch, and and look, having a backup. Uh, you know, we talk about this w- with the 49ers, Covey. Like, you know, the 49ers have wide receivers that do specific things, right, and running backs that do specific things. So if you have if you have guys that have specific skill sets, then you need a backup that has similar skill sets. Otherwise, you're going to be kind of wrecked if somebody you know goes down with injury. And you know, I think I think JTA becoming you know that that Draymond insurance uh, on on future teams. Uh, I, I think that's that that can wind up being extremely beneficial. And oh, by the way, they're playing great right now in an eight-man rotation where sometimes they're playing together, sometimes they're not. Like you know, it's really ignited. I think their defense to be able to have another chess piece on that end to go with Draymond to go with Wiggins uh, that that can help them. You know, guard different types of players effectively. Yeah, no doubt. And I think Draymond certainly has had a real big-time positive effect on JTA, helping him understand the game and see the way see the game the way that he does. And, and look, there's still a, a place for bigs in the NBA, and everybody's fired up to see the seven-footer James Wiseman back next year, and he'll have a role. But the NBA is more and more a perimeter-driven league and just guys that have that versatility. You don't need to be seven feet uh, to play down on the block in the NBA anymore. You have to have a specific skill set, uh, and, and you have to be in interchangeable and and Juan Toscano Anderson fits that bill he's the prototypical four or five hybrid for this uh for this Steve Kerr system now when you are playing small like that and Draymond plays bigger than his his size and so does JTA but the only area where you can get burned is rebounding well you can really get burned and they've had that problem this year but that's when it needs to be all hand on deck all hands on deck rebounding the basketball and nights like tonight where you know you're up you got eight out there you got some bigs like they did a really nice job bridging that gap because everybody has to chip in, but it takes a real concentrated effort. And then, oh yeah, you make the other team pay when you're on offense because you got guys that are moving so quick uh, and that ball movement's crisp and guys cutting all over the place, which makes it really tough for opposing defenses, especially when all they're doing is worried about what the hell Steph Curry's doing. All right, let's get to Chris. Chris is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. A lot of people want to talk tonight and we're here for it. Chris, uh, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Chris? Hey, thanks, JD, for taking my call. I, I really appreciate you guys doing this. It's, it is so much fun to get to watch the Warriors be able to pull out a, a win like tonight where it's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you feel like it's the stars aligning and you have so many of the other guys that aren't like Curry and Draymond stealing the spotlight every night that are doing the hard work that's keeping the team in competition, that's getting them into this playing tournament, that who knows, maybe we're going to have the next We Believe team that's going to have some crazy, you know, come in from the seventh or eighth seed and make this postseason something that makes us get excited about having uh, Thompson come back next year and really see what this team's full potential is. So I appreciate you guys uh, doing this and taking my call. Uh, I'll take my comments off the air. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. I mean, who knows how this thing's going to shake out, but, I mean, the Warriors have this trending in in the right direction, and it's been trending in the right direction 
for quite a while here, uh, a month. They're four and zero on this homestand right now. They're you know have set themselves up to where they control their own destiny. Uh, and, you know, and by winning these last two games, you know that that Pelicans game becomes uh, you know optional. At least it could be officially by Friday, depending upon how some other games play out. Now you want to keep your momentum rolling and everything, but and, and you want to give yourself a shot. Maybe if the Grizzlies slip up to to maybe you don't maybe you don't need to win Sunday if you can get that thing wrapped up uh, by, by Friday. If maybe Sacramento can go in and, and beat Memphis. Uh, or, or something like that. So the Warriors are, have all the mojo going right now, uh, and nobody wants to face them. And it's it, it, look, they, we'll see where they can take it. And they just beat you know two of the teams that they're going to play if they wind up making through the playing tournament. Yeah, and and I think that's where the message is is being received loud and clear by everybody else around the NBA. They, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. This team has come together at the right time. There's a lot of of credit that deserves to go around. I love tonight, though, JD, because Steph goes one for eleven. He has one of his worst nights shooting the three in his career, and the Warriors beat the team with the second best record in the NBA. Why? Because they played great team basketball. They kept competing even though they weren't hitting their threes, and they made Phoenix work. For for everything in the second half, and they found themselves uh, executing in crunch time again too, which I think was big last night when the Jazz came back and, and ended up, you know, taking the lead. Warriors executed down the stretch. Now I think they've they, that seed started to be planted. They've got that belief, and then they executed down the stretch tonight. I think hopefully that's ch- you know that that is flipped. We'll see what happens here down the stretch, but certainly something they were lacking early in the year they found now late in the year at the best uh, possible time. Yeah, we talked about that moment in the second quarter when the Warriors were down 16. They'd cut it to 14. JTA kind of gets into it with Devin Booker. Booker misses the technical free throw. Warriors have the 14-6 run. They get from 16 to 8 at the break. Key sequence there. The other key sequence was the finishing sequence that, that you're talking about here where the Warriors down 110 to 107 go. Andrew Wiggins 3 to tie the game from 29. JTA three uh, to tie the game after Chris Paul hits a three. So the Warriors have two answers there. And again, who are we not talking about here? We're not talking about Steph Curry. Then Jordan Poole hits a three uh, after Chris Paul missed a a pull-up jumper to put the Warriors up three. And then what we opened the show with, the Andrew Wiggins bank shot, uh, ball game over at 118 to 113 with 122 to go. Wiggins, JTA, Poole, and then Wiggins again, of course, because he was the high man with 38. Uh, with, with the Suns, who who at times tonight, I mean, it looked like the Suns were, were kind of having their way. Like there were times yeah. where I looked up and I thought, how are how are the Suns not up by 20 in this game? But they never, it never got to that point. And then it when when it was tied at 105 uh, w- with about what four plus minutes left, I thought the Warriors are going to win this game. I actually thought the Warriors yeah. were going to win the game because they had withstood uh, you know, not getting down 20 and letting the Suns turn it into a blowout. Yeah, at some point, you figured some threes would start dropping. Look, Phoenix hit eight of their first uh, 12 threes. They went eight of 25 the rest of the way. So you figured they would cool off somewhat. I mean, they weren't going to shoot 75% from three the whole night. Uh, Jay Crowder, five of six in the first half. What do you have, one bucket in the second half? I know he got in some foul trouble. Uh, And look, it's the old... Chris Paul, Steph Curry, uh, it's advantage Steph, baby, even when Steph doesn't have it. Like, something goes on, man. And and Paul played great tonight. Don't get it twisted. Booker was awesome in the third quarter, but... They kept the door open. Let's face it, J.D., the Suns should have blown the Warriors out tonight. And I think they looked around in the fourth quarter like, 
man, these guys are still coming. Are you kidding me? And then eventually they just got them. Yeah, uh, let's get one more call in here. Uh, Bobby in Oakland, we got a lot to get to. Uh, we'll come back after the top of the hour. There's some great Draymond Green sound. We'll update the scoring race uh, for you because Steph uh, did go under his average tonight. I'll tell you what that meant as far as uh, – Steph and Bradley Beal and, and, and the race for the scoring title as well. We've also got some texts to get to. Uh, a lot of good stuff here uh, on Warriors wrap-up tonight following uh, maybe the biggest win of the season for the Dubs. Let's get to Bobby in Oakland here uh, before we break for the top of the hour. What's up, Bobby? All right, great show, guys, as always. Hey, I'm so excited about these Warriors. And you know what? Uh, what teams are not ready for is Wiggins. I'm telling you, sometimes – I'm seeing shades of Kobe. I'm not saying he's Kobe, but those spin moves, those footwork. I mean, and when he, if this kid can somehow get that switch to bring that dog out every game like he's been lately, I mean, there's no telling where this team can go. I, I don't know. I want to get too far ahead, but Wiggins, is, I'm so impressed with, with, with the whole team, but especially what Wiggins is doing. So I appreciate the time, fellas. Yeah, and look, Wiggins has an opportunity, Covey, to rewrite you know, his lot in this league if he plays big in the play-in game or games or in a playoff series. Like, the narrative will completely change. It's only going to take one. If Wiggins has an awesome playoff series, even if the Warriors wind up losing, then he's going to be viewed, I think, completely differently for the remainder of his career. Yeah, it will punctuate what he's done this year and the games that he's made. Look, when the Warriors traded for Andrew Wiggins, I said, we know he's got talent. Uh, And look, he's already made all the money. He's been a number one pick. I said, if changing the perception, changing the story of Andrew Wiggins' career is something that he's interested in doing, then he came to the perfect place to accomplish that. And so far this year, he's done that in a resounding fashion, and I really do think the best is yet to come. And look, we'll see how it plays out in the postseason, J.D., playing tournament, all that. But you can't help but think about next year, too, right, with this team totally healthy, how Andrew Wiggins fits into that team, playing the great two-way game, being a a, a scoring wing and a a two-way defender. Like, that looks real nice for what the Warriors could have at their disposal going into next year and beyond. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Still time for some phone calls. 888-957-9570. We got some text messages to get to as well. And and you're not going to want to miss what Draymond Green had to say uh, to those who are are, are maybe comparing this Warriors team to the We Believe Warriors team. We'll hear from Draymond coming back on the other side as Warriors wrap up. Uh, We just went, uh, what, 45 minutes commercial free right off the top because that's how we roll here on Warriors wrap up. Uh, We'll keep it moving. It's J.D. and Covey on 95.7 The Game. to 110 Suns, 220 left. Draymond catches a soft pass, dribbles, throws outside. JTA for three, and he ties the game. Juan Toscano Anderson with his first three make of the night makes it 113 all. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Big night for JTA, big night for the Warriors as they rally from 16 down in the second quarter. They win 122 to 116 over the Suns, 30 to 18. The Dubs outscore the Suns 
in the fourth and final period. Juan Toscano-Anderson, a big part of that with the three that he knocked down there. Uh, a couple of more minutes here. We'll keep it rolling about, uh, oh, well, 15 or 20 or so. Uh, we're going to hear from Draymond Green. Uh, we've still got people on the phone lines that want to talk, so feel free, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's get TJ in Santa Cruz in here. TJ, you're up next on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, Good. I've got a question I want to throw at you guys, which is, so the last two games we've played the number one and number two team uh, in the NBA, likely the teams that we're going to see in the first round if we make it past the play-in. Both of them have a, a quality, quality big man. Both of them have a quality front court. Who do you guys think we have the best chance against uh, in a round one series? I, I still think it's Phoenix. Now, watching the, the two teams, you know, watching the Warriors play these two teams the last couple of nights, and, and thanks, TJ, you could say, hey, Phoenix actually made, made life even more difficult more frequently uh, than, than Utah did. But I think when Utah's healthy, uh, assuming Utah's healthy with Conley, with Mitchell, uh, they are deadly from three-point range. I mean, they're, they're, they're a top-three team in offense and, and a top-three team in defense in terms of offensive and defensive rating. They've got scores everywhere. They're an excellent defensive team. They're a well-coached team, uh, and they also have been together a little bit. So, uh, look, the eye test may tell you, uh, and, and even go back to the March 14th game, hey, the Warriors have looked more comfortable uh, against Utah. Now, the Warriors got the doors blown off of them in Salt Lake City back in January. You can't completely discount that game. Uh, I, you know, I think it ended up being an 18 or a 20-point game, but the Warriors were basically down 40 uh, in that game right. and quickly. Uh, but but for me, Phoenix is more vulnerable just based on the relative inexperience of a lot of their players. Uh, you know, not named Chris Paul, and the fact that Chris Paul has had a tendency to not come up big against Steph and against the Warriors and in the postseason. So uh, if if you had told me you got to pick one, Phoenix or Utah, if I'm the Warriors, I'd rather play Phoenix. Yeah, you hit on everything. Absolutely. You nailed it. That's it. And, you know, Utah has been working towards this for, for a few years, kind of, you know, under Quinn Snyder building this thing, and, and it culminated with them, you know, probably going to have the best record uh, in the NBA in the West this year. Um, Phoenix is a little bit ahead of schedule. They they obviously parlayed that success they had in the bubble last year, going 8-0, um, got Chris Paul in the offseason, and just – Aiton and Booker. Booker's an ascending star in this league. Uh, and, and Chris Paul was just what the doctor ordered for that team. Uh, they, they're deep, too, though, right? I mean, you look at some of the other guys, you know, Bridges coming in, Crowder. We know Crowder can be a real handful. Uh, Cameron Payne, who had been released uh, early in the year. Now he's found a role there. So, uh, look, this this Phoenix team, though, I think is a little bit ahead of schedule. Uh, maybe not quite ready for prime time. So I think it would be them. But let's face it, these are both top quality basketball teams there's a reason why these two teams have the records that they do neither one of them would be any picnic I'd choose Phoenix over Utah and you mentioned that game in Utah Warriors ain't the first team and certainly won't be the last to go into Salt Lake City and get that work uh but hey the the Jazz come into Chase Center a couple times this year who got the better of that game the Warriors so um you know they're still gonna have to play a couple of these games at the Chase Center and the Warriors have shown in this house they can beat anybody yeah, and the other thing, too, is just I know Utah's had fans in their building, too. I mean, I think it, it's it's down on the list, but but Utah, I think, is going to have – I mean, they have the most raucous you know, crowd, you know, home court advantage, you know, one of them in the NBA, uh, definitely top five. So I think as far as the environment goes, 
uh, between Utah and Phoenix. I mean, there's no comparison, and they they've had fans in there and been ramping it up, you know, with more and more uh, pretty quickly. So I, I think as far as that goes, that would be another box that that would make uh, playing the playing the Jazz. Uh, you know, the, the, the team that you ultimately wouldn't want to see. I also think, you know, Utah's been incredible at home this season as well. Just just looking at it, uh, they're 31-4 and four, uh, at home with one game to go. Uh, the Suns are good too, 26-9. and nine. The Warriors obviously now 23-11. Uh, and 11. They're, they're vaulting up. I mean, the Warriors right now have, what, the fourth best uh, home record in the Western Conference. But, uh, but yeah, Utah at 31-4 and four is by far the best record in the NBA at home. Yeah, and we've known that. The Jazz, even when the Jazz were eh, they were still always a tough out. Uh, you know, Utah's just been always been a tough gym. So, um, and look, let's face it. Like, the uh, the Jazz have their fair share of, of playoff demons in, in years past. Uh, you know, the Suns haven't been there in so long. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Suns. Neither one of them, though, would be an easy out. Uh, and obviously health notwithstanding, you know, depending on who the healthier team is. But bring it on. I mean, I think the, what Warriors fans need to be worried about right now is finding a way to polish off the Pelicans on Friday and then either the game Sunday is a formality or it's for the eighth seed. Uh, if it's a formality, cool, you rest some guys. If it's for the eighth seed, you go out there and you put it on Memphis, and then, hey, bring on the Lakers. I'm, right now, the way the Warriors are playing, uh, I would fancy them to have a real puncher's chance in L.A. against the Lakers. I mean, what? what why not? This, this team's playing. They're, they're coming together at the right time. So um, we'll, we'll see about Utah or Phoenix when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But the Warriors still got some work to do between now and then. Let's hear a little bit from Draymond Green. Some some great sound from Draymond uh, post game in the, in the Zoom room uh, inside Chase Center. Uh, the first thing Draymond addressed uh, is the growth uh, that this team has shown uh, over the course of the season and and how that growth how that growth was on display tonight. Uh, we've said all year, you know, you can kind of feel it coming, but it just you know you could you could feel a run coming. It just hadn't happened, you know. Uh, you know, it seemed like we'd be right there and. You know, take a step or two back. You know, we've been able to hold on, hold on to it these last few weeks for the most part. You know, and, and you know, this team is growing. I think this has been a high-character team all year, regardless of how uh, it's gone. Everybody is stuck with it and, and, you know, stay committed to getting better, proving each and every time we step on the floor. So definitely a character win. You know, it, like I said, it just it's, it says a lot about the growth of this team. Uh, this team – you know, a couple of months ago, we probably would have lost the game by 40. So, you know, it's a lot of growth. Yeah. So the the money part of that quote uh, at the end there, and, and I think mm-hmm. that's a great point that he brings up because I, I was thinking about that tonight, you know, during the game. Like, you know, are the Warriors going to get down 25, maybe not 40, but are they going to get down 25 and it's going to be, well, all right, second of the back-to-back. They just didn't have it. Like, nobody was going to hold it against them if it did right. turn into that kind of a game uh, tonight. But to their credit, they didn't allow it to happen. Right. And and I even said on the pregame with you and, uh, and Jim Barnett, I said, I'm not necessarily expecting the Warriors to win this game. I just want the compete level to stay where it's been. I want them to, to keep doing the little things that they've been doing uh, from an execution standpoint and certainly from a competitive spirit standpoint. And we saw that tonight. And the reason, uh, and, and because they stuck with that and played that way is the reason they ended up winning this game. Because, no, they didn't pack it in. They couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in the first half. And in the past, that might frustrate the Warriors. They would let their defensive effort slip. Early in the year, I felt like 
they were able to to kind of compartmentalize it into some games like that Clippers game I remember early in the year at Chase where they they were having a tough night shooting the rock but still found a way to win. Um, and then they had a real period during the, the you know the middle part of the season where that kind of got away from them. And they had some bad losses, uh, but this was kind of one of those games where you felt the th- the Suns in a bad mood, just lost to the Lakers. They're rested. Warriors maybe a little fat and happy beating the Jazz. We said on the pregame, get greedy tonight, and they didn't let the bad start slow them down and if you defend the way the Warriors do and you stay committed for 48 minutes the way they can when they're at their best you have a chance to come back around and eventually those shots will start dropping we figured it would be Steph uh turned out to be Wiggins and Baysmore and Poole and a bunch of other guys but um regardless just give yourself a chance when you don't pack it in and they did that tonight yeah the Warriors four of 22 from three in the first half uh we talked about uh, the Suns in this one uh, hitting nine of their first 13, uh, but it was able to flip somewhat uh, as the Warriors stuck with it, got themselves back into the game. And yeah, it was the others tonight uh, with Steph uh, going for 21, in particular Andrew Wiggins, uh, as he ends up with 38 points on the night. And the Warriors get uh, maybe their biggest win of the season, 122 to 116. Let's hear a little bit more from Draymond Green uh, post game here. Uh, Another interesting point about where this team is, and this was another thought that that kind of rang through my head, not just tonight, but also last night. Hey, the Warriors are, it's kind of fun to watch the Warriors as an underdog squad. Well, Draymond laid out uh, just, just this team sort of finding a new identity. For a second there, we were the hunters. Uh, Then we turned into the hunter for, Five, six years, whatever it was, and now we're hunting again. That's always a fun position to be in when you're hunting, going going after everybody else. So, you know, obviously has experienced both, but I love hunting. Yeah, and, and they're just there's just a different vibe and edge to, hey, the top two teams in the league are coming into your building, and, and these are big games, and you might see them in a couple of weeks in the playoffs. And let's see how this Warriors team stacks up now that they've built some positive momentum coming into these games and you know I, I it, it kind of it just it allows you to, to kind of hang in those games a little bit so I think you know the Warriors building that identity again you know we had a caller earlier talking about you know could this wind up turning into you know, the next wave depending upon the other moves that are made and maybe another championship run at some point time will tell and you don't want to get too carried away from it but but this team is showing some of those 2012-13 vibes all over again, which which is fun because that's, you know, rooting for an underdog team as a fan is, I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's, that. sometimes that's when you, you got your best juice, right? Because you don't, you're not going to feel that bad if you lose, but you can kind of, you know, pop your chest out a little bit at every play that goes your way. Yeah, you're playing with house of money. I mean, by and large, and if we're talking about the careers of guys like Steph and Draymond, they're made men, right? I mean, Steph's going to the Hall of Fame. Draymond, we'll see. But regardless, Draymond's legacy is cemented. Like, So it's it's really fun to see these guys. The, the reason that they ascended to the heights that they did is, is obviously a commitment to team basketball, a commitment to defense. Uh, but it's that it's that desire to be great, that passion, right? And, and wanting to achieve the highest of highs. They did that. And, and there's could be, you know, for a lot of folks, when you hit that level, maybe a little bit of complacency kicks in. But for these guys, because they're wired 
that way, they're never going to look at it like that. And they're not going to just say, hey, well, we got to five finals and won three titles. Hey, it was a good run. Can't wait till we're 20 years older from now sitting around on the porch talking about it, smoking cigars. No, man, they want to write the next chapter in this story. And I think they still feel like they've kept themselves, you know, in, in good enough shape. Obviously, the clay injuries the last two years, it sucks, man. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I think there's optimism that Clay's going to be back next year. And this team, this for this season, it was about getting their groove back. I've been talking about it all year. It was massively important for me that this team is a playoff team this year, not, hey, let's suck for a pick and we'll see you next year. No, no, no. You need to lay the foundation. At the Chase Center, you need to announce that the Warriors are still a factor in the Western Conference. With this win over the Suns tonight, they beat everybody in the West at least once this year. Like, that matters. Nobody got them. Nobody had their number all year. That's important for next year. So, it, it you know, and Draymond, I, I love it. Hell yeah, you're hunting again. The Warriors, they, they were just straight up prey for how many years? I don't know if they were the hunted. They were just straight up prey. They weren't really involved in a hunt. They were just victims of a, you know, a savage attack for about 20 years. And then they became the hunters. And now it's it's the script has flipped a little bit. But they're capable of doing that as well. That's what allowed them to reach the, the heights that they have is because they're wired that way. Now, all that said, don't, uh, don't, don't tell Draymond Green that they're, we believe, 2.0. Oh, God, no. Go ahead. Play the cut. <laughs> I love the We Believe team. You know, Matt B, Stack Jack, BD, all those guys. But they had their thing, and we got ours. You know, the We Believe days are over. Well, I won three championships. I'm not part of no We Believe team. And like I said, that's no disrespect to the OGs that came before me. I love those guys, and what they started here is incredible. Jay Rich, Saginaw's finest. You know, no disrespect to them at all because what they did was incredible. Now, we're not no We Believe 2.0. He's oh, right. and well, yeah, and and the the other part of that was we've got bleeping Steph Curry. That was the other <laughs> so there's part that. of that. Yeah. There was that was the that was the uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I I digress on that point, but uh, yeah, well, still well said by Draymond. Well, yeah, and and look, they have been to five finals and won three titles. Like, so I, I would expect Draymond to have his standard a little bit higher than that. I mean, I've I've talked about that a lot, man. Like, that's. Cool, you know, we believe was great, and and I can understand why Warriors fans were so excited about that. But it also, in a lot of ways, was a sad thing because that's the high water mark in my lifetime before you know Steve Kerr got here of Warriors basketball. I mean, straight up, and like you, you want your team to achieve more. You want your team to be in the in the hunt for championships. And Draymond's got pelts on the wall. Steph does too. So I understand he's he he's he's handling that perfectly. He's given the respect, but the sights are higher than you know winning a playoff series. Come on. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. Uh, so, and and I, I'm glad he said that because I think there's going to be a lot of, of conversation about that over the course of the next couple of weeks, especially if the Warriors find themselves in, in a playoff series. But where it, where it stops and starts for me is, look, you know, all due respect to that team, but Steph Curry is, I mean, like that team had nothing like Steph Curry. Like, no disrespect to Barron or Stack Jack or any of those guys. But I mean that that team that team had nobody even close to to number thirty. Steph Curry's the greatest shooter that's ever lived. Steph Curry's going to go down as one of the greatest players in NBA history. Like he's like I said, he's already minted. So yeah, it's it's apples and oranges, and and you know apples are good, but oranges are better, man. 
All right, uh, let's hear one from Steve Kerr before we call it a night here. Uh, the defense, a big part of the Warriors' comeback and ultimate victory. Uh, also, we'll update the scoring title here quickly uh, as well. But let, let's hear Steve Kerr. Uh, he was asked about the defense and comparing it to some of the other uh, past playoff defenses. Yeah, I mean, it's different. We're not nearly as, as gifted without, I can start naming them, Andre, Iguodala, Clay, KD, you know, Zaza down the list. I mean, we, that, those teams were loaded. Uh, Andrew Bogut was, I think the best defensive center in the league. So this is a totally different group, but it's really keyed by Draymond, you know, Draymond, he's our, our anchor defensively. He's the one who provides the energy, but also the knowledge, you know, he's constantly making calls out there, changing coverages on the fly. He's like a middle linebacker. And then I think adding Juan to the mix has changed us uh, dramatically. Uh, Juan's energy, his uh, ability to pressure the ball, to guard every position, including the five. He's given us the versatility that we've needed. The other guy I'd like to single out is, is Kent Bazemore. You know, his ball pressure. You know, over the last few weeks, that was the biggest thing when we put him in the starting lineup, you know, was just his ability to get into the ball. And, and uh, you, we could feel a change with our group, with, with Bays out there. So it's it's been fun to watch. I, you know, we've been a, a top 10 defense, I think, most of the year. And, and I, I'm not sure how many people predicted that. But with Draymond, you know, kind of orchestrating everything and anchoring us back there, you know, that, that puts us in good position. All right, so a lot going on there. Uh, Draymond sets the tone. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson has added an element. He's making sure to give some love to Bazemore, who takes a lot of flack on Warriors Twitter and on the talk show circuit uh, and, and from the Warrior fan base. And did he also give a little uh, – yeah, not many people predicted it, but I did day one of training camp. Was there a little bit of that with Steve Kerr and that, <laughs> that answer as far as being a top-10 defense? Hey, well, he said he felt like this team could be a top 10 defense. And I mean, I, you know, from the outset, I felt like if this team was going to have any measure of success, they don't have the firepower of a lot of these teams, uh, you, you know, in the NBA. Uh, if they could separate themselves, it would be on the defensive end, you know. And this was, you know, with, with Ubre and Wiseman, you looked at some of those cast of characters with the wingspan and the athleticism. You thought, yeah, this team could be a really resolute defensive group. And to their credit, they have been. And then even other guys, you know, JTA coming on, Baysmore, Baysmore was a reaching fouling machine for a lot of this year you look up tonight Warriors even number of free throws with the Suns tonight Suns one of the best teams in the NBA Warriors only turning the rock over eight times tonight so this was a disciplined performance and that's how you win a game where you go 11 of 40 from three-point range and your superstar goes one of 11 from downtown so yeah I think if there was a night to take a bit of a, a low-key victory lap this would probably be it and I think he wants to prop his guys up too right they, these guys have been gutting out eight-man rotation they're playing their best hoop of the year so I think it behooves Steve Kerr to throw around some love and these guys have earned it uh, yeah they, they definitely have and you know that was the foundation uh, along with Steph you know playing at the MVP level but the defensive foundation was going to go the farthest uh, as far as determining just what the ceiling could be for this team and, and they have been a good defensive team all year long and that's why Again, along with Steph's greatness, and it may have even more to do with Steph's greatness. In fact, it does. But if this team winds up winning 38 or 39 games, uh, it's going to be because Steve had the vision and, and there were enough players that bought in and, and were able to hold this team up on that end of the ball to where they could yep. they could be this good. And now, by the way, uh, you look at the Warriors' record uh, overall here, uh, and they're 36 and 26 with with Steph Curry uh, on the season. That's that's a, a pretty darn good team. Uh, and I also wanted to update quickly 
the scoring title uh, race. Uh, Steph, I know fans were kind of wondering about that. 21 for Steph tonight. He's still in the lead. That did uh, drop his average to 31.8, basically, if you round up. 31.75. Bradley Beal not playing stays at 31.4, uh, 31.41. So Steph's got a little bit of an edge. Now, Beal's already played enough games to qualify. Uh, so, you know, Beal gets held if he comes back and plays two games. You know, he'll he'll get, you know, and goes for 50 in both of them. Then, obviously, he'd have a shot because the average would determine uh, the scoring title at, at that point. But uh, Steph, Steph's doing fine. If he has two two real strong games where he hits his average, I think Steph's going to be fine here and wind up carrying the scoring title. But just in case, Covey, I know you weren't worried about it, but Warriors fans, <laughs> no. in case they were worried about it, uh, Steph still has the lead by uh, basically three-tenths of a point. Steph's going to win the scoring title. Uh, and guess what? Uh, Utah, Phoenix, pretty good defensive teams. Um, the Pelicans, Pelicans are not. and the, the Grizzlies, <laughs> not so much. Certainly the Pelicans, they're, they're a joke. So uh, I, I think Steph, and, and look, when Steph has a, a tough game by his standards, typically the bounce back is, uh, is resounding, and I'm expecting that on Friday night. Steph, Steph will be just fine, and Steph's going to win his second scoring title. Everybody can rest easy tonight. All right, so good stuff, my man. Uh, appreciate you riding along with me tonight uh, on this one. We got it a little bit late uh, again for the second straight night, but we don't care. We just keep it rolling, man. The Warriors are playing fun basketball. They're beating the top two teams in the West. And, hey, man, the later we get it, the later we roll. And, and, and that's how we roll. So I appreciate it. We're back. Final word, 7 o'clock, I think, tomorrow uh, here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, so looking forward to that, my man. We got a couple of final word shows and then the Dubs and the Pels on, on Friday. Wonder what time we'll get it tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but, no, my wife doesn't want me in the bedroom at this time of night anyway. She's asleep. So I could go another hour. It's no problem for me. So appreciate it, brother. Good stuff as always, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow night. All right. For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling. Thanks to Bobby. Uh, thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios for helping us out tonight. Warriors get the win. We're back tomorrow at 7 with the final word. We're also back at 5 o'clock. Earlier tip on Friday, the next game, 6.30 tip for the Warriors and the Pelicans. Jim Barnett will join us for that one. Uh, but until then, uh, keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95.7 The Game.